0: I'm
1: Little Beeb. You're listening to the beautiful sounds of Praise and Worship on Praise
0: Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.
1: want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone, and other phone listeners, and, of course, our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeart Radio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play... PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor PBNRadio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our PBNRadio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our PBNRadio.com homepage at PBNRadio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top it has a a small letter F which is white with a a circle of blue behind it that's Facebook that will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page for my personal page while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232 Pat Rutherford 1232
2: Thank you, we say thank you.
1: To go to the doctor today, you know, it, it's one of those six month checkups. You know, they look under the hood and they, you know, kick the tires and all that kind of stuff and uh, drain you of oil, <clears throat> blood. Man, she takes like four of those vials and fills them. Do I have any left? <laughs> but, uh, That's today, so I'm right now dry. Mm. Well, let's see if I can get through this without my tongue sticking to to the roof of my mouth. Oh, man. You know, you you think about, uh, I'll just call and put it off, you know cancel it for a while. No, not at 70, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those preventive things that, you know, if God didn't tell you to be stupid, so that's why he's given brains to doctors to be able to do all this stuff, be able to tell things beforehand. Anyway, sometimes it's good to know beforehand, sometimes it's not. Um, but that's okay. I have been... Oh, before I get to that, uh, today in the sermon jam, you know who Pastor David Coverstone is. I think that's probably one of the most famous ministers now, at least in the U.S. And um, bless his heart, never knew that... It was going to, uh, his dreams were going to explode into something like this. And some people are just, some Christians just really nasty with him. Why? Why? If, if he's right, then God's given us something. If he's wrong, so what? We, we've we learned then. You know, if, if we listen and he's wrong, then maybe we've learned a little bit about what is true what is not and um, I just know that I I never air stuff like this but it just had there's just something in me that 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 said and I can't say it's God Um. Just I felt I needed to air it, and it's it's like one of them's for September. One, this is going to happen in October and November after the election, December. I think he has January. It, it, you know, listen to the guy. It's he's not claiming fame in this stuff, but either he's right or wrong. I'm I'm airing it because I I I just feel like I should. So it'll come up in the sermon jam today. It's the one I know a little bit late on it, but um, it's for October, and so we can hear it. We can look back on October and say it was either right or wrong. And he's not like one of those... um, one of those prophets that give you stuff so general that anything could fit it. There's going to be an outbreak of God's Spirit in the Northwest, and he's go- and then, you know, if something happens at one of the churches, see, I told you, I told you. Well, the outbreak of the Spirit in the Northwest says that, to me, says that the Spirit of God is really going to move. Not just in one church. He's going to move over the Northwest. But that's what I say when it's just kind of, you want to play being prophet. Um, I don't know. Just just something about this. Listen to it. Accept it. Reject it. it. It's up to you. But it will soon, we'll find out if it's right or wrong. I guess one thing that prompted me to do it Is I see what's going on. I see the anger. And it's just below the surface. Some of it pops up. You know, we've gotten to the point where the media is not covering anymore. uh, Because, wait a minute, it may look bad to our candidate. Took him a long time to discover that. But unrest is still going on. We have people saying that um, they ought to do away with Trump and all his supporters. Kind of comforting, isn't it? I'm telling you, you know, read the signs of the times and then listen to this and see what you think. I have been reading in as I told you before, in the book of Hebrews, man, this this is just good stuff. this is wow. Now I'm I'm going to um, let. How do I start? Um, let's say that you. You heard that the richest person in the world for some reason called your name. You didn't know he even knew you. And, and uh, an attorney called you from him and said, Look, you, you are named in his will and you are the only one <clears throat> that is named in his will. And I just wanted you to know that and it's ironclad, not going to be changed. How would you feel? And he's still walking around, you know, he's he's still, you know, looks like he's fit and trim and and all. Well, you don't want to wish for his death. But when will that will go into effect? Well, it's not going to go into effect until he dies. And then what you had before, it's over. What you have now is in that will. that's basically the book of Hebrews <clears throat> and it's one of those things where you either believe it or you don't you know it's in God's words and if you believe it you're going to get excited about it <clears throat> I'm sorry with all of this I'd love to take a drink right now but that just invalidate everything I'm going to in a couple of hours um, I'm having the best time communicating with these SDAs, Adventists. SDA Seventh Day Adventists is where Claudia and I were. And, uh, you know, I was educated in their premier university, graduated from that in 1974. It was 70, my class was 73, but Claudia and I took a year out to go to missions representing the university, and so we did that. And Claudia's class was 74, Uh, mine was uh, 73. But I graduated in 74 because we went on missions. And I graduated from their premier seminary. They have two now that I know of. But one of them is the one that's been there for decades and decades and decades. And uh, has, well, when I was there, they had some of the old church fathers that um, taught there. And I, I, I have to tell you, I mean, when those men walked in the room, You just felt the presence of God walk in with them. And I I remember one of them. I wish I could remember his name. But um, just white hair. He kind of shuffled into the room. And he taught Old Testament. And he would open the Bible and just read. I had other guys in the class snickering around me where it was really distracting. But I was riveted on every word that came out of him reading God's words. So I was educated in in their premier seminary and I was a pastor for five years um, in that denomination many, 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 many years ago, decades ago. And um, so I know what these people are thinking. I know their doctrines. I I know what they're feeling. Uh, I know what they're saying when they say something to you, and I know what they're feeling at 3 o'clock in the morning when they wake up in a cold sweat. So I've been, uh, there's this one site that... Um, It has a lot of the Adventists talking with each other on on the side, and so I I don't know why. I I just got in there and I just started asking questions to pique their curiosity. And I, I knew what they would do, and sure enough. But there is a way to navigate through the things And honestly, this is... Um, I don't think that someone who hadn't been NSDA could could talk with him. I, I don't think that at all. I remember when I was there, nobody talked to me. I had truth. Well, you just ask the right questions. And it starts bringing down this truth. You don't go in there, try to start hammering on them. You ask questions. Let them come up with with the answers. And they're struggling. But I've got a lot of the the people in there writing me, and of course, some of them have condemned me to hell and. Uh, I'm peddling a fa- false doctrine. And I said, well, I haven't even said one doctrine. <laughs> what do you mean I'm peddling a false doctrine? And, but, but some are very nice. But it's what you expect. I mean, that, that's Christianity Day. Some are really nasty, like I mentioned before. And, um, but some are, are very pleasant. Some want to study, want to learn. as you and I should be and so that's that's what I've been been reading here Hebrews is is a um, for an SDA Hebrews is a, a, a game changer Galatians is a game changer. Colossians is a game changer. Well, the whole thing. They don't see the coordination between the Old Testament and the New Testament. They have no clue about the covenants. None. They are used to taking, let's say, the Sabbath and just finding any word in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, that says Sabbath, and say, see, uh, Jesus said um, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Jesus was keeping the Sabbath, don't you think? Uh, this this is their if-then, though they love using that, if Jesus kept the Sabbath, then don't you think we should too? Oh, they use that a lot. Well, it it interrupts their thinking process to going to their next the 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 kill, the the it's it's the one that's going to seal the deal. Except when I say no. <laughs> and I said this this is I said I was there. I I was you. And the problem that SDA's have is they look for these verses with these words in it. And but they have no clue of the context. Why was why did Jesus say that? Who was he saying it to? Was he writing a thesis on Sabbath keeping? No. Jesus at that point was under the old covenant of course he kept the sabbath now i could go into the whole discourse of why he said what he did and what was happening and all but the point is is we in our bible study need to make sure that the verses we use the passages we use are in context you can't just automatically take something from the Old Testament and find a verse that says one of the words in the New Testament and put them together. That's kind of the pick and choose method and you that, that's coming to the scriptures with your own beliefs already and you're finding verses and words in there to pick out which will look like it supports your view. We don't do that. We let God tell us. Now, ah, this may mean nothing at all to you, but, but uh, I've, I'm, I'm able to, it takes a lot of time, but I love these people. And it's, I, I don't get out of the studio very often, and it's, it's my way of witnessing to people talking with them and it's an honor to do so well here's dana coverstone see what you think
3: pastor dana and uh, i had a dream on monday night august 10th and uh i haven't said a lot about it because i know when i when i share this is gonna make some people mad and my life's my life's not been the same since i posted that first dream I never asked for this. I never asked for God to show me anything. I was doing a series on dreams and visions. I thought, maybe I'll get some dreams. Maybe some others will get some dreams. But, uh... It's been different. It's been a lot different. Um... there have been some concerns for my family because of the dreams I posted. People showing up at my door uh, who then get arrested in my community for being violent. Um... A lot of emails a lot of phone calls a lot of messages i'm not doing this for notoriety no one's i'm not getting paid to do this had a dream simply had a dream and i'm sharing them because um there are things that god i believe is showing me that the country needs to see so i'm just gonna share this and you can do with it what you want um I'm not asking God to give me anymore. I've not prayed God to give me another dream since I had the first one. They keep coming. And uh, so I dreamt I was in the month of October. I saw the month of October as a calendar. It was waving like, like it was being blown by a by a, a strong wind, not a fitful wind, not violent, just kind of a fitful wind, you know. And I saw a finger appear, and it pointed to the second week of October, and it dragged the finger through the third week of the month so it covered second and third week of october and then it pointed october 31st and it held the position it just kind of tapped it and held it the first thing i saw was a rock it came flying out of the sky and it landed in a large pond and the ripples started off small but then they became like vicious waves um like like when the wind begins to blow stronger and the ripples start to go further out I saw federally elected officials, faces I recognize. Um, I saw specific state governors. I saw agency leaders. And I saw just radicals, like the people you'd see in Portland or Seattle, Seattle or or Minneapolis. Um, But they had wicks coming out of their head, almost like like a firecracker wick, like a firework wick. And the second week of October is when I saw simultaneously all those wicks coming out of the heads were lit on fire. Federal officials had heads that were the shape of like an old M-80. Those folks from the 70s and 80s remember those. The governors had heads shaped like the black cat firecrackers, you know, the one and a half, two inch firecrackers. Everybody else had the smaller like ladyfinger style firecracker fireworks. And these people are talking, and they're starting to get animated. They're starting, they're yelling, they're screaming. Uh, the facial images went from normal and calm to red face, jumping to an absolute out of your mind, uh, out of your mind primal scream. And everybody's head blew up at the same time. These people were still alive, but their heads had blown up, and this resulted in sparks and debris flying all over the area where they were standing, and it started fires around them. And then I saw the protests that were taking place that were still taking place in October. They went up another notch because the the bystanders who who were part of the protests and that were there, that were not being very, very violent and not really getting us involved, the protesters basically said, if you're not doing that, you're not one of us. And they began to assault those protesters who were not deemed as violent or as vicious as they should be. And I saw some of those protesters left on the side of the road, almost like they were dead. They'd been beaten because they weren't, Protesting like the other ones were, they weren't doing all those things that they should have done. If they weren't complicit, they were beat on. It. I saw, I saw the elderly people, and this is what got me. I saw elderly people being attacked. It was an attack on older Americans, the people that hold the Constitution dear, the flag dear, the people that have the the, the common sense uh, values, commitment to faith and biblical principles. I even saw people trying to get into nursing homes and nursing facilities to attack older people. That I saw in the dream. And then I saw a $100 bill, a big $100 bill about the size of a flag. It was hanging like a flag on a pole. and It was burning from one corner. And it was being lowered, like at the end of the day. And I saw people with their hands over their hearts, and they were crying because their god of money was just being lowered. It was, It had it lost its value. And it burned until it was about a third of it left. It was a celebration. People were celebrating. Well, some Americans were just devastated and torn up by what they saw happening. There were people celebrating that the dollar had died. It was dying. The value of the American dollar. There was someone even playing taps in the background. And then I saw churches, small churches. Small groups of people kneeling and praying. They were wrestling in prayer with the spirit of the age. These people were protected by bubbles, bubbles of safety. There were angels guarding them around, guarding around them. And these were the faithful core of the church that had not been compromised in their values and their faith. They were being encouraged to stay, to stand strong. They were being encouraged to keep preaching, praying, believing. And there were relentless attacks against them. Just like the ones I saw in, in the September drain there was just relentless attacks against them but they stayed faithful they were in the heat of the battle they were praying they were fighting they were wrestling like I said with the spirit of the age but they were fighting to stay faithful and there were very few in numbers but that didn't bother them and I saw behind each of these each of these each of these people praying. I saw a small gate and I was reminded of Matthew 7 um, 13 and 14. Entered by the narrow gate, Enter by the small road. They never stood up, even though they'd walked through that gate. They just, they were right there beside it. But then I saw puffed up pastors and I saw puffed up prophets. Very expensive suits. And they were preaching against the idea of persecution coming. They, they promised prosperity, that they, they promised health and wealth and only good things and, and, uh, And they spoke like their words, as they spoke, their words were like they were slurred, like they were drunk. And suddenly their clothes were coming off, their tie was loosened and taken off, their shirt was taken off. Pretty soon they were standing there completely naked. And I saw this rug pulled out from underneath them and they go flying up in the air they're trying to cover their their, their modesty while they're up in the air but as they were flowing there I saw money flying out you know I saw money flying out from them all the money that they'd gotten from all the prophecies and, and ministries and things they had done selfishly I saw that money just kind of flying but when they landed on the ground this is another thing that just really got me when they landed on the ground all of them that landed on the ground that were all puffed up, Bit through their tongues as they landed, and pieces of those tongues went flying. And they were trying to reach out to grab them, but they were always—they were beyond their reach. I was reminded of the story of the emperor's new clothes. They were exposed. And then the scene went back to those that were praying, and the warfare was still tense, but the present strength. Was obvious in those that were praying, and then it switched to one last scene. I saw clowns in suits, like circus clowns, and they were they were pouring buckets of oil and grease on the ground in front of election venues. And the sign said, "You know, ele- election so many days away, weeks away, ele- weeks away." But these clowns were dancing and acting like clowns. They were juggling, and there were people trying to get to to vote, but they were slipping. They were sliding past the doors, and they couldn't get in to vote. And, and the clowns were actually trying to distract these people from, from doing what they were supposed to do. And they were, they were doing it in a professional way. They were juggling, but they were doing skits. But the skits were sinister. And they were abusive. And they watched anybody approaching the ballot, the, the, well, the, not the ballot box, but approaching the venue, the building where they were going to vote. They looked at them with suspicion and angst. they were doing everything they could to keep people from voting. They were trying to distract them from what was going on. And then I saw this big billboard. And it said, Passover 2021. Big things are coming for the world. Big things are coming for the world. That white figure appeared. And he said, do not stop bracing... For the storm will not pass until I stop the storm. So brace, brace, brace yourselves. And don't look back. I had that dream on Monday night. I had glimpses of it for a couple days before. I'm sharing it because I feel the profound unction that I need to. I've had people ask me to do a dream a week, a dream a day. I don't want to do that. That is not what I believe God's plan is for my life. Because this has already messed my life up enough. I want to be obedient to what God has shown me. I want to be sensitive to the Spirit of God in my life. And when I see things, I want to say those things and share those things. so I'm sharing them and you can do with it what you want you can pray about it whatever some of the things are very obvious in this dream what they mean what they are and I'm sure the attacks on me my, my ministry my preaching everything else is just going to take on a whole new a whole new um, level but I got to be obedient to say what I see regardless of what you think about me or believe about me just make sure you're right with the Lord make sure you're right with Jesus because our whole world's about to be turned upside down and you'll be able to watch and see you know I got prophets knocking on my so called prophets knocking on my door at 7am on Saturday morning so obviously people know where I live He said, do not stop bracing, for the storm will not pass until I stop the storm. So believers, stand strong. Repent of your sins. <clears throat> Confess those things. Become accountable. Get rooted and grounded back in the Word where you need to be. Be praying like never before. Because we're about to be tested, weighed, and measured. And it's going to be very, very obvious in the next several months who's really living for the Lord and who really isn't, who's been faking it the whole time.
2: Save with joy, Jesus is born is born. There in a manger, he was no stranger, prophesied, now arrived, Jesus is born. The bells are ringing, people are singing, angels sing with joy, Jesus is born. There in a manger, he was no stranger, prophesied, now arrived, Jesus We
4: It's a mighty thing, this fierce love of heaven. And it's a radical discovery, this quenchless love of God. For isn't such love what we've longed to find? Isn't that what we've longed to know? How strong is God's love, we've asked. Can anything separate us from the love of God? Does He really love us forever? Not just on Christmas Day when our shoes are shined and our hair is fixed and our hearts are generous. We want to know deep within don't we all really want to know how does God feel about me when I'm a jerk when I'm grumpy and cranky not when I'm peppy and positive and ready to tackle world hunger not then I know how he feels about me then even I like me then I want to know how does he feel about me when I snap at anything that moves when my thoughts are gutter level when my tongue is sharp enough to slice a rock how does he feel about me then Can anything ever separate us from the love Christ has for us? God answered the question before we asked it. And so we'd see his answer. He lit the sky with a star. And so we'd hear it. He filled the night with a choir. And so we'd believe it. He did what no man had ever dreamed. He became flesh and dwelt among us. And he placed his hand on the shoulder of humanity and said... You're something special. And I love you with an everlasting love. And to prove it, God came down from his throne and walked with us. To prove it, God came near. (laughs)
2: you. <laughs>
0: Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAISE.